On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, thank you so much for joining me with On the Record. Congresswoman, uh, the president is talking about he is welcoming a government shutdown as he's touting the economy. Congresswoman, help me and help our listeners make sense of this. Well, it is unfortunate that the administration continues to take the completely wrong path to unify the nation uh, and to speak to the Congress. Uh, I just uh, debated on the floor of the House the continuing resolution and indicated uh, that millions are still suffering that have not received disaster relief in a Republican presidency, a Republican House, Republican Senate. Uh, It is obvious that they cannot govern. Uh, It is more than obvious uh, that there is no leader of uh, both the party uh, and uh, the uh, Republicans in Congress that comes from the White House. Because anyone who offers uh, a statement of shut it down on an economy that has been built on years of work uh, from the Obama administration uh, and is not an economy that is going in the right direction in spite of the tax scam, because we have a trillion-dollar deficit, and in 2019, we'll have to borrow uh, $1 trillion. People are still hurting who are underemployed or unemployed, and the president doesn't seem to understand that there are many elements to making sure we have a strong economy, and one of those, of course, is already funding for the other parts of government, from Medicaid to Medicare to Social Security uh, to the State Department to the Department of Justice and all the law enforcement the EPA, the Department of Health, none of those entities are funded under domestic spending. The only thing that the president's Republican Party that has chosen to choose party over country is funding is national security. And that is not running a government. And that national security piece does not mean military again, right? The national security piece does mean military, but in fact, uh, the Defense Department has indicated that they are more disadvantaged when we don't have funds for the State Department. Uh, General Mattis, I think, gave a metaphor and said, uh, without the State Department, I'll just have to have more bullets. Uh, Clearly, uh, we have to comprehensively fund national security, and and by national security, it should also include the increased resources for our military personnel and their families. Their families are taken care of by the Department of Education funding or Health and Human Services funding. Um, All of that is part of the work uh, that we have to do. Hmm. And I so appreciate you. I know you're busy between votes and taking time for me, and you've been very kind over the years to take time to talk. Now I want to ask you about this. You were in the well of the House of the City Union. I saw you with your kente cloth on. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you sitting down, not clapping and looking around. And there was a major picture of you and some of the other members of the Congressional Black Caucus. And the president wasn't turning to you when um, he was talking to Republicans, when he was talking about the black unemployment rate. You did not clap. You did not uh, stand up. Now the president said that you were treasonous, which he now says is a joke, but they are standing by un-American. What say you? Are you treasonous and are you un-American? <laughs> there are some comments that you uh, do better to not dignify. We say that in our community, and uh, most of us understand what that means. Uh, we don't have a person that is well-suited for the presidency or has even turned one page of the Constitution that understands uh, the republic system of government, um, the uh, responsibilities of the minority and the majority in many instances, which is to provide 
uh, the uh, standard bearer for those who feel left out and uh, to protect policies that we feel are legitimate. The president did not offer in any words that he gave at the State of the Union a unifying speech to bring people together. Uh, the condescending statement about unemployment rates uh, in the black community uh, was completely ignoring the larger numbers for African-American males, uh, the numbers for those recently released from incarceration, uh, and the overall uh, plight of the economy in the black community where we've lost a sizable amount of wealth due to the debacle in 2007, the mortgage collapse. We as the Congressional Black Caucus are still fighting uh, to draw our community up. We had a partner with President Obama. We don't have a partner uh, now. So the, the idea of this um, uh, person uh, attempting to force a despotic government on us, which means that when the king speaks, uh, the subservient servants are to bow. Um, he does not understand we do not live in that kind of governmental system. Uh, and, in fact, uh, and in fact, the uh, idea of the minority is to do uh, as we did. If he said something that was responding to all of America and our constituents, there certainly would have been a response. But we were in the State of the Union to show respect to our constituents uh, and to uh, ensure uh, that we could um, have him know that we were there. Uh, does he know how many times the Republicans did not stand for President Obama in their role? Yeah, Congresswoman, someone actually screamed out to President Obama, you lie. Absolutely, and that has not been done to this president. And I can imagine since the Washington Post has characterized uh, the thousands of lies that this gentleman has told, that might have been uh, something that somebody might have been motivated to do. But that was not done. Uh, no Democrat did that. And what we did do is exercise our constitutional right for freedom of speech and expression and association. And we did so because nothing that was said uh, by this president's State of Union reflected bringing us together no matter what color, background, region, religion that we are, I believe in working across the aisle. I believe in working with uh, those uh, who are interested in providing for and supporting for all Americans. You're listening to On the Record. So, Congresswoman, I want to dig into the black unemployment numbers just a little bit. Um, the numbers jumped from 6.8% to 7.7% in that month. Uh, since, you know, before the State of the Union, it was 6.8%. After the State of the Union, it was 7.7%. We're not saying that the State of the Union made the numbers jump, but I'm saying there was a difference, and the president is still tallying it, and they are not planning on having a targeted approach. The numbers went down when it was at 6.8% just along the way. It just happened to happen, but there will be no targeted approach as the numbers are going up. What say you? Well, let me just say that there is no agenda that the president has for uh, vulnerable populations, no matter what race they are. Certainly, I don't think many African-Americans now, after seeing his performance for a year, has uh, any uh, false impression that the president has any concern for the African-American community, its legacy, its history, its contributions. But I might say that it goes for the Hispanics, women, uh, people of different faiths. Uh, this is not a unifying president. Our issue in the African-American community is a comprehensive issue. Uh, it is an issue that deals with housing, deals with the environment, deals with health care. Uh, he has uh, attempted to demolish the Affordable Care Act, which was seeing a surge uh, in uh, health care enrollment for insurance, uh, people able to get preventative care. Really a positive stance was going forward 
uh, in the country after the passage of the Affordable Care Act. But there is no compassion in this administration. So to suggest that uh, he will ignore the numbers of unemployment going up and he won't target, he doesn't even have an agenda uh, that will be part of the listing of many boats in this country, including African-Americans. He's done nothing for the HBCUs. He's done nothing to improve uh, housing uh, access, uh, capital access, um, nothing uh, to improve Community Reinvestment uh, Act and make a statement about that. Uh, nothing he has done to pointedly say that we're a country of many people. We're a mosaic. And I want to look to ensuring that all of those individuals, whether they live in the Midwest, uh, whether they live in the East, the West, the South, the North, that they are, in fact, uh, a, a full citizen of the United States. And I am concerned about both their plight uh, and their success. Congresswoman, um, I want to ask you, uh, there's a story. It, it, it's a story that's come out uh, that moved on CNN. Uh, the story is about Puerto Rico, about the company that was given uh, a federal contract to supply food for Puerto Rico. Uh, a contractor promises 300, I mean, 30 million meals. Excuse me. A contractor promised 30 million meals to Puerto Rico. Only 50,000 were delivered. And now um, FEMA is trying to figure out how they got this contract, a um, $156 million contract. Now, you were in Houston when it was hit. Your home was hit. You were personally affected. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I can tell you that um, I was just on the floor uh, speaking about the small change that this administration has crafted for hurricane relief for Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, uh, Florida, uh, Louisiana, Texas, and California. Uh, it is shameful that uh, people are being denied funds directly to them, $81 billion for all of those disaster areas. And there seems to be, uh, even now, uh, incidences of fraud. The waste of $156 million is uh, something that would incense you uh, from the very start of that. But the fact that 30 million people or whoever needed uh, the food did not get the food uh, that is an outright outrage. FEMA needs to be overhauled, and I'm attempting to write legislation to create two-part FEMA, one in the rescue and one in the long-term recovery. There has to be an enhanced oversight because it is not uh, the FEMA entity that is hurt. It is the very victims who are still suffering from the devastation of the hurricanes that have hit them and the fraudulent utilization of those dollars in contractors that are not doing the job is criminal. Congresswoman, um, I, I know you, you're, you, you're, you're very busy, and I thank you for your time, but I'm going to ask you one last question. We've heard some things that the president is alleged to have said that many people, particularly Democrats, believe about the S-hole comments, uh, Norway versus El Salvador, Africa, and Haiti. And now you're going back in trying to deal with this issue with the wall and immigration, um, be it merit-based system or path to citizenship. And then you hear uh, General John Kelly, who's the chief of staff, say people were lazy and not signing up for their documentation that they needed. Can you operate in good faith with all of this going on? This has become an administration of mockery. It has mocked from the beginning in the campaign people who are disabled judges of Mexican descent, uh, African-Americans, by stating that my African-American. And the tragedy is that it has transcended, transcended into the administration. It has even penetrated the staff, which usually the staff provides 
um, a, a calming factor to uh, the administration, particularly the chief of staff. And so uh, my only um, response, I was incensed at the uh, commentary of the continent and Haiti. Uh, I'm further incensed of the commentary of uh, individuals being lazy and smearing uh, immigration um, with the uh, bad actors and killers. I want every killer, every drunk driver to be in jail and deported if they are uh, here in the United States. And that is, I think, 100% of the American people. And to claim that dreamers and others who are just struggling to reunite, be reunited with their family and like that is a stigmatizing and a racial divide uh, that is not befitting of a presidency in the 21st century America. So the only thing I would say is that the people of goodwill, I hope they will uh, distance themselves from this behavior. And I hope that we'll have the opportunity uh, to move this country forward and really to move this country forward and really look to, I call it the higher angels. Good people should come together. This is not a presidency that I believe uh, has the legs uh, to lead this nation. Uh, they are, in fact, in office. Um, and I respect the office of the presidency. I respect my country. I am a patriot. Uh, but it is sad in what um, we are now confronted with. I think it is important for members of Congress uh, to rise to the occasion of unity. I think Republicans must step away uh, from party politics and rise to be a patriot. We as uh, uh, Democrats must be patriots, and we must carry this country forward on our shoulders. When we go home, our constituents depend on us. Uh, they are stunned by what is coming from the White House, but they depend on us. I will just call us to be able to stand for them. I think good things will happen when the Congress stands for them, stands for the unity, let them see us moving something forward, the disaster funding, uh, the appropriations process, fixing the immigration system, uh, moving criminal justice forward that is fair, that, that, that has a sentencing reduction component, ending mass incarceration. Why can't we do that? We're not going to have a, a real partner uh, in the White House. Let's hope that if we're unified, they'll have to sign our legislation, but we have to get uh, the responsible stick, if you will. Uh, we have to abide by the Constitution. We have to do our job. Congresswoman, anything else you'd like to add? Let me say this. This is a particularly special and unique year. Uh, this is the 50th commemoration of the death of Dr. King. Uh, can't we be a part of the beloved community? Uh, can't we embrace workers? Uh, I uh, salute uh, the fallen sanitation workers, uh, Cole and Walker, who died first in Memphis and started this movement. The movement is not ended. The movement must be recreated. The movement must be about change in this country, and we all must join it. Congresswoman, I thank you so very much. Take care, and thanks for joining us on the record. Thank you, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Delight to be with you. Thank you. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.